0: Welcome to another show of uh, Tripeza, our weekly or going to be soon fortnightly um, show about anything sport related, but mainly loosely based around triathlon, which is is what Perry is an absolute expert in and is what I do media for. So believe it or not, Perry and I are actually in the same country now. And for a change. Not the UK. I'm I'm over in Cyprus filming for Perry for one of his training camps, which I couldn't recommend enough. And, uh, mate, the, the, the camp, in my opinion, has been incredible, hasn't it? Yes. There's one person who sticks out in my mind a lot, who couldn't even swim two days ago. Couldn't even do – sorry, she could do breaststroke, but couldn't do freestyle. You've now got her doing an amazing stroke of freestyle, yeah. and she can do 50 metres easily doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, like the camp, and we should mention it, Stomp the Pedal, women's only camp. It
0: is Stomp the Pedal, I was supposed to mention that. I um, do you want to say it again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that again Stomp the Pedal, women's only camp. Underlined the women's only yeah. um, It's no, it's been a great it's been a great few days and Paula is yeah definitely a standout you know day one uh, I think the I think the words that she used was no I'm not swimming I'm a Jew athlete
0: she actually said to me that when she came here she was happy to sit on the side yeah. and watch everybody else swim and just, just so for everybody out there when when she said that Perry overheard her slightly and went no 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 Get in the pool <laughs> just go up and down, yeah. you know, and he put her at ease straight away,
1: yeah i think I think um, I mean the trouble is, and as you experienced you know there's there was a lot of tension, there always is on a camp anyway, you know, but this particular camp there seemed a lot a lot in it was almost like the tension and the anxiety was in there was sunk in the air, mm. you know and um you know, from my point of view, I think it's very important just to get get everyone just to kind of lose it a little bit. Just doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, I think I think in the beginning she was like, "Yeah, but I'll end up doing brushstroke." And I was very much like, "You know, I don't really care.
0: Mm.
1: You, you've you've paid your money, you've come on a camp. It's all about the experience. Just mm-hmm. get in the water. If you don't get in the water, you're going to regret it. And look, you might as well." Um, and fair play to her. She you know, she's go, Oh, okay, then if you want me to get in, I'll get in. And then it just from there she just went from strength to strength. Do you think there's many <clears throat> do you think
0: there's many coaches could do could do that? Put someone at ease and get them swimming. And not you know, I <clears> ain't <throat> just talking that she's just swimming. Mm. She's swimming with a decent stroke. She looks good, she's confident, she's actually fell in love with swimming mm. in two days.
1: Yeah, I mean Um I, I would say not every coach can do that. I think it's, um, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. And I think that that I do have a, a, a way and I've learned very much, you know, for me, I, the best at it, I'd say is my mentor, Brett, at doing that. And I've spent so long around him. I've had my own twist and my own kind of characteristic to getting people to do things like that. In, in such a fashion... I'm not really forcing them to get in, Mm -hmm. but I'm just encouraging them in a way. It's their idea and not mine, Mm -hmm. you know. And with Paula, for me, yeah, you know, I I look at the way she's swimming. uh, I mean, today's Wednesday. From Monday to Wednesday, it is like night and day, you know. And the fact that, um, I mean, now she's, I mean, now you look at her swimming, there's no way, no way that you'd walk up and look at her now. And think that she was like she was on Monday. No way. Mm. I mean, is there, I mean, <clears throat> there is a lot of improvements that she still needs to make with us, you know. We, well, I mean, I've not created a world champion in three days, but I've created someone that's got full of now full of confidence to have a go. The the beaming smile that she's had over the last two days has been phenomenal. And and that for me is box tick, you know, it's it. For me, that's what it's all, all about, to get someone to actually enjoy the sport.
0: So look, so we, we've, we've decided that uh, this podcast is going to be more about opinions. Yeah. So within within sport, no matter what sport it is, no. I think most people think that they teach people the right way. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of opinions today. So Perry took a presentation today of, um, uh, I think it was, it was uh, bikes, wasn't it? Yeah. Today, the presentation was about bikes. And there was, one, there was one person on the camp who said that her local cycling club was telling her that she was do, doing certain bits and pieces different. Obviously, they are going to do something different because that's a cycling club, yep. not a triathlon club. Yep. So things are done a lot differently, and especially in the tri <clears throat> method, it's completely done. So how much do opinions bog you down?
1: It is one of the headaches of the sport, but... Um... I wouldn't say they... Uh, to say it really bogs me down, I think is... Yeah, that's
0: probably wrong. I think yeah. it's more probably bogging the athlete down. Yeah, We're yeah. putting doubts in their mind that you're doing something wrong.
1: Okay, for, so for me, it is all about the, the, what it does to the athlete. I think the, there's a lot of information out there um, for the athlete to read. <clears throat> Um, constantly, when you go to clubs, you get told this is how you do it and stuff like that. And everyone, everyone believes what they're talking about is the right thing. And actually, at Trisatto, we we have all the coaches are, are obviously led by example with with Brett. And right from the top, all the way down to the very beginning, coaches, you know, it's always dealt in. Results, the results are the facts and we, we literally draw on the true facts of the reality of what's been achieved. So when we talk about our, what, when we talk about our opinion, it actually relates to something that we've actually achieved. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's nothing you can back it up with. And from an athlete point of view, when they're coming to us on a camp, especially they're telling us. They've been told X, Y and Z. But then for this particular example today, when she, when she was explaining about the experiences she's had at the cycling club, her, her explanation after that was, but I'm no better. Okay, well, we would jump on that and say, well, look, this is obviously not working for you. Their opinion might be right for somebody. You know, it might actually get a result for somebody else. But our opinion is, well, we've got results at doing this, Give that a go, you know. And I think that every, I think athletes are under a lot of pressure to kind of carry out what the textbook says. And I think athletes, realistically, and we had it today in the talk, need to be encouraged to think outside the box a lot more. I believe that, you know, it's not, you know, and even the triathlon method, you know, it's not going to suit everyone. You know, and I and I and I and I appreciate that, and I, and I believe Brett even appreciates that. For, you know, and and I've you know I've had conversations with him, and I've heard him talk to other coaches. You know, this, we're not saying that this is it, but what we're saying is give it a go, and what that's what we're doing. We're encouraging people and athletes just to give it a go to see if this particular style works for you.
0: And I'd say nine times <clears> out of ten that athlete would see quite a good result from that anyway and and realise that maybe that method is for them. But, you know, I understand that it ain't for everybody. Yeah. Same thing as anything else. You know, there's, uh in in like our world of boxing, Mm. there's trainers that do certain things one way. Yeah. There's other trainers that do certain things another way.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think they get as bogged down as athletes with other people's opinions because I think they – very much stick to what they know, yeah, and they stick to a lot of trainers that they know. And yeah, they follow the trainers around more than yeah. anything else. But I think, especially in triathlon, I think because it's quite, it is an affluent sport, yeah, and I think it is quite an ego-driven sport sometimes,
1: yeah. I'm and I think, pe- agree. and I
0: think people really do or really can put doubt in people's minds through their opinions. Uh, even some of the top athletes that I've worked with. I can even relate with some stuff that, that's happened on social media with them, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, your seat looks like it's in a different position or, you know, uh, how come you change changed your tyres mm-hmm. or, you know, why would you wear that particular swimsuit or, or whatever? And it actually puts doubt yeah. in their mind, even as the pro elite athletes that they are, they still think, oh, why hasn't my coach picked up on that? Or, or you know, whatever. I mean, how do, how do you deal with that sort of mentality?
1: Well, in triathlon, I... You know, for me, I think in triathlon it happens more than most sports, where the athletes are constantly comparing. So if you if you're if you're if you're not competitive to say number one, if you're not competitive, you want to know what number one athlete is basically doing. And if before you've even given your own kind of method a coach um, a chance, if it, if you're if you're entering a race. And that doesn't your method that you're using, whatever method that is, it doesn't really matter. But whatever method and style of of the training plan and the way you actually train, or whatever coach you've actually got out there, the way the way that that particular coach is coaching you, if you rock up to a competition and you don't get the result the number one's getting, you're going to be looking at number one. What's number one doing? Now, don't get me wrong. That that is quite an educated, you know, guess what's number one doing? Let's find out what number one's doing so we get there. But what what athletes do forget a lot is that with, with you connect and you gel with a coach, you need to stay with that coach because there, there's, there's a particular connection there. You're there as a team and you should find out a solution as a team in order to basically improve and progress you as an athlete, you know? So for me, in... It's always, the athletes tend to, in this sport, I believe, they tend to jump over the fence quite a lot. Um, and I think that athletes need to understand that it doesn't happen overnight in this sport. In triathlon, particularly, it does, you know, the growth and development of an athlete from a nobody to somebody takes a long time, mm. you know, and the, the sport is in a major transition period where. You know, age group uh, competition is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Where we're getting and seeing a lot more age group athletes, talented enough to break into elite fields, and, that, and they want to make it as pros. And, you, and you're seeing top top athletes now that was age groupers a few years ago breaking into the pro fields, and they're actually creating a bit of. Um, oh, Lucy
0: Charles is a is a fine example, isn't she? Yeah, Lucy is Charles
1: is a good example of that, and. But I think it's very important to stick with, stick with something, give it a chance and work with it. Yeah, you've got to believe in it, but you've got to have a bit of tunnel vision, really, in other people's opinion, you know? And what we would say in our, in our method is look at the results that our method get. You know, if you're being coached by a coach that doesn't have... CV, if you like, then perhaps the other people's opinion as a point. If you're being coached by a coach that has opinion, and it's not quite working at the moment, you got you got to kind of think to yourself, well, hang on a minute. This this coach has produced this athlete, that athlete. They've mm. got these results, that results. It's just not working for you at the moment, you know. But if you can see per- progress and progression. You know, then, then you, you've, got, you've got to you got to stick with it and actually look at. Well, you just need, might need to work harder. You might need to have a better application uh, with yourself. You know, it's very quick and easy to blame the coach and the method, um, and because there's so much opinion out there, I mean, well, in all sports, but in triathlon, it happens too much, I think, because there is so much opinion out there. You do see a lot of athletes jump from coach to coach.
0: But I think as well, people get they get, uh, they get get obsessed with numbers. They get obsessed with, you know, what <coughs> pace. I mean, I, I, mate, <coughs> I'll put my hands up for it. I'm the world's worst. You know, you get obsessed with pace. <coughs> you get obsessed with times and things like that, you know. Yeah. And if you feel like the, well, I had not have a coach that was doing this and I was doing a lot better. Yeah. But I kept hurting myself a little bit. But my time was better. Yeah. You know, why would I listen to this new one? Mm. I think people really need, and like you're saying, they really need to adjust. They need to take a lot more time and use it as like a business transaction more yeah. than anything. Yeah. You know, you're, you've got to have a connection with your coach. You've got, you've got to be able to listen to the coach. You've got mm. to be able to look at them coaches' results. You know? yeah. There's a reason why they get their results. Mm. You're not doing anything different with one person to what you're doing with another person might just be the sets might be different, mm. but the actual dynamics are the same, aren't they?
1: They are and they're not. I, I'd say that, I mean, <clears throat> I... Um, I'm
0: talking like with position on bike. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like yeah lane, that's start, the same, yes, yes. Swim, yeah, things yeah. like that. I think this is where people have the most opinions. Yeah, of, yeah. Like your swim stroke, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, like something come up on this camp about a swim stroke. You know, I think um, Stomp the Pedal actually said something about... Uh, you Know there's, there's things that you teach that a swim coach would never teach you.
1: No, I'd never do that. No, but
0: there's a reason why you do it that way, yeah. You know, it's to save energy because yeah. you've then got going a long bike ride yeah. and then run a marathon, yeah. You know, so you do it to conserve yourself, yeah. Whereas a swim coach ain't about that because they're all about drills, aren't they?
1: yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you know, like, um, you know, you get the you know, like you, know, I think you were saying uh, just a minute ago about the egos and stuff like that. I think uh, also from coach to coach, it's, it's quite e- egotistical. And, yeah, of course. You know, and I think that everyone likes to believe they're coaching the best methods. And I think that, <clears throat> again, and I, and I, I always come down to what method in my own mind as a coach has gotten me the most success, What sat well with me. And I know in the, you know, I mean, I mean this is my fifth, I'm going into my fifth, this is my fifth year now with Brow. I've had so much uh, success. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, athletes winning competitions or anything, but just sheer progression. Um, under this way of coaching, I like to base it on, if you've got an opinion, at least back it up with Something. You know, and and I don't I don't necessarily agree when there's a lot of coaches out there that don't that don't they they have an opinion on on some style of coaching, but they they don't necessarily back it up with a success. Mm. However, there there is many other different forms of coaching out there that is successful and works well for for certain athletes. You know, and and I'm all for that. You know, and, and it's not. You know, for me, personally, from my own coaching experience, I know there's only a certain type of athlete anyway that works well for my style of coaching. And that's took me, that took me uh, many years to work that out. And I, and I learned it more and more as I've been under Brett. And when we come down to opinions, when I, when I, when I actually, and you can't always get it right all the time, don't get me wrong, but when, when an athlete wants to come on ball with me, Right from the get go, before we even talk about yes, I think you're going to work well with me, or no, you're not. Before we even go down that road, I, I'm kind of gauging, and I'm and I'm I, I'll ask and question certain things with that athlete, whether already testing them, whether they're gonna basically lose the opinion that they had and basically embrace my style of coaching. Um, and the more you do that before you start coaching somebody, then the better chance you're going to have that they won't be a fall to other people's opinion.
0: Have you had many athletes come through to you that had never even heard of the tri <coughs> method but maybe come across you one way or another and, and um, not challenged you but question, like, you know, why, why, would I, why would I come with you? Why, why would I come to this tri method?
1: yeah I've been you know I think um, you know in in this role and in this job you get questioned a lot um, it's full of doubts you know um you constantly get doubted you know you're only as good as your you know your last kind of performance kind of thing as a coach so I have had many uh, many athletes turn up I haven't heard of the the method I haven't heard of Trisato not heard of Brett you know, but for me, as a background, I mean, we can come on to that a bit more and maybe that's another podcast perhaps. But I'm a believer when you do a sport, you should probably educate yourself a little bit of history, mate, maybe. Um, especially, af- not, maybe not so much coaches, but you know, the athletes and then the athletes kind of link <coughs> into who yeah. coach that athlete. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I've... I mean, look, I mean, we spoke about a couple of times briefly in podcasts. Um, Jill Fulham you know, when she first came on board, you know, she questioned me a lot. Yeah. You know, and I think I actually turn inter- I actually turned around and said to her at one point, look, hold on a second, you've came to- you've come to me. You know, so now now ask yourself this. Do I really want to coach you, Jill? You know, and the thing is, like when you turn and I do this a lot, and Brett's taught me this, when you turn it around on the athlete, the athlete's quite surprised. Mm-hmm. And I try to educate them, and as I say, right from the get-go, hang on a second, it's not only you being coached by me, it's me coaching you. Mm-hmm. So I have a saying this as well. So, And when, when you start laying it out like that, I think they kind of sit there and, and kind of understand it and see it from a different angle. So it's, it's almost like you're challenging the athlete straight away before you've even started coaching them. And and that's when the kind of the, the belief and the then the the trust and the character start building from that from that first conversation. I'm not one of these coaches that if an athlete is interested in me and I'm desperate to get them on board yeah, i'm not i'm not I've never been like that um, I need to understand whether I can work well so if they doubt if they've got doubts, yeah of course I'll find out why but if they if they're completely negative then then I'd see that that they're not right for me. And, mm-hmm. and I've done it a number of times, yeah, in, especially since I've been under Brett. I'm very confident. If someone's not going to work well for me, I'm constantly thinking, well, perhaps they'll work well with such and such within tri um, And I've learned that through my own mistakes. You know, I, I've, taken on, I've taken on people when perhaps I should have thought to myself, well, if I'd have, if I'd have actually asked these particular questions you know, based on their own opinions, I probably would have known that six months, eight months, 12 months down the line, they're actually not going to survive with Um But again, that's, you know, sometimes athletes have a particular opinion. They never they never lose that opinion. It doesn't matter how well they progress, but they're better off with another coach. Uh, one of the biggest things that you just uh, brought up uh, just a minute ago is about numbers. Yeah. Right, if you're if you're not open-minded about numbers and you really want a a coach that gives you numbers, if you're not open-minded about that, I'm never going to be able to break you. Mm. Really. Mm. So if you're if you're an athlete that that is so, so kind of fixed on your numbers, I'm I'm probably not the best coach for you. And I don't mind admitting that.
0: But you know, I when I say that I obsess about numbers, I like to know what I'm running at. Yeah. I like to know. I, I like to have it on record to yep. see my progression. Yeah. And just for the record as well, you have uh, I, I got coached by another TriSutto coach before you. Yeah. And then I come over to you well, a month ago, something like that. I think about it was. that, yeah. About about a month half. and a half, yep. whatever. And using the TriSutto methods. I've been smashing out PBs. I yeah. only run, by the way. I don't do the lot. <laughs> <laughs> one starts just thinking. To, just to, put that just to clarify that. <laughs> but I've done a half marathon PB. Yeah. Uh, we did We did like a little 5K thing that you asked us to do uh, the other week. Yeah. Absolutely smashed my PB. Yeah. And I won my age group as well. Yeah. My wife did exactly the same. She smashed her PB. Perry also coaches her as well. Smashed her PB. She comes second in her age group. You know, so it works and, and when you know, when you're looking at the numbers and you start getting the the training program through you, I question it constantly. It's mm. like do twenty minute easy run. Yeah. So what's that gonna do? Let's
1: <laughs> yeah. nothing. You know,
0: how's that gonna progress me to what yeah. I need from a marathon, you know, yeah. and, and all this. But I but you know, the the more I get to know the method and the more I get to know why you're doing it and yeah. the and the and the, uh, the reason for it all. I understand it now. Yeah, you know, and I really get it. And now the numbers don't mean much to me.
1: Well, I think you're for, for me my own fault. On you, even though you don't know numbers, I mean, you were op- you were open.
0: Mm.
1: You know, me, for me, you were an, you was an open book with that. I I, I, I picked up very quickly. You, you you love your numbers, but it wasn't a bother for me. Not bad I mean, for
0: a dyslexic lad. I. Eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I've got I've got athletes uh, in my squad that send me. Um, so they send me data. It, it, it doesn't, well, I did. I
0: started screenshotting my Garmin app and sending it to you and then never getting a
1: reply. I, I, and I'm thinking, mate, I, listen, I, I, I'll be honest. I some of it I don't understand. Hmm. You know, what I'm looking for, and this is where people get carried away with the data stuff. I get, I mean, I've, I can't mention too much in terms of names and stuff, but I've got athletes that send me so many graphs, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. But the most important thing is, I've run really well today.
0: Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. How did you feel after? Oh, I, think I've, I think I'm think i ready to go again. Beautiful. That's where we're going with it. Mm. You know, the data only means, it, it, it's, a, it's quite a reality check with data. Mm. I, this,
0: I mean, this sort of takes us back to the, to the opinions with data as well. You know, I, I speak, and I, I work, you know, I work <coughs> solely in sport anyway, so I work yeah. around a lot of coaches and I work around a lot of athletes. So I always sit and listen. I think I remember my first like proper triathlon job, like many years ago, where everyone was talking about data and numbers and you know cadence and all this other stuff. I didn't have a clue what they were talking about at all. And there's still people now that get so bogged down by it, you know, so meticulous with the numbers. I think I, I don't know how you race. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you must just be racing against. Against that, against that
1: diamond. you're not having yeah. your own race, are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. And look, there, there are some really good coaches out there that can coach data. I mean, we've got, we've got, we've got some within Trisutter. Even, even though it's not the the Tri-Sutter method, we have got coaches that are very scientific to do numbers. We've also, and I, we've got um, Cam Watt, who's one of our senior guys. He he is unbelievable in numbers. But I've spoke to him and he has actually explained certain things to me about how much it is a reality check. You know, and for, for 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 many athletes they do get lost in the the feedback of what the data is. And if you go out and I've said I think I might have said it to you before, if you go and, and I always call it the uh, the Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. run. Yeah, that's it. Normally in the dark. Yeah. You go out in the dark and you do a 45-minute run. For some reason, you feel great. You're running fast. You do the same run in the daytime. It gives you a different kind of interpretation of how you feel. It's the same thing with, with, with a, with, when you've got a watch on. Common mistake everyone makes is they do the 45-minute run. Question might come up, how did that go or how would you feel? The first thing you do is you look at your, your watch. Well, I felt great until I looked at, looked at some of the feedback on my watch, I've just done pretty bad, really. I mean, that's not great feedback. Um, but then, that's why, I mean, the common thing for us is we take the watches off. You know, you just go and feel. Mm. You know, sometimes you've got to just rely on, I done good, and I'm happy with that, rather than, you done, you done good, but then you, you revert back to the data, Oh actually I didn't do as good as I thought I did. And this I mean I've heard I've heard athletes uh, cross uh, cross the line, you know, even but you know when they kind of go racing to power and stuff like this, you know, on the bike, you know, um they cross the line. I feel like I could have I feel like I could have pushed harder on the bike. Why didn't you? Because they follow the systematic um kind of routine and phases on with the watts. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if, if you was out there and you wasn't racing to the to to your phase and the zones, if you wasn't racing to that and you felt like you could have pushed harder, then you would have pushed harder. Yeah. Um I mean I, I you know, I mean I I choose not to coach that way. I, I actually educate myself how to coach with Watson and Power and stuff like that. But I just it doesn't sit very well with me because I don't think he's actually really honest. Um but look, you know, everyone's to their own and what what kind of fits for them. And, and that's where, you know, that's where like, the, it comes back to the opi- the, the opinion yeah, yeah, again.
0: Yeah, so I mean, what's what's the thing, what's the biggest opinion that gets on your nerves that people would give to you? Um, there must be one that you just think, that's really got on my go, bad.
1: I don't, I don't actually think there is one that's born in the other. I think there is a lot of things within... This sport in particular, that is not really addressed that well. I think, like, you get, like, um, you know, I mean, from my stance, Brett has educated me very well in looking at an athlete when they're a nobody, thinking, do I have the ability within me as a coach to get you from this day? and develop you to this particular athlete in four years' time. I mean, you've seen what I, I've done with uh, young Vicky on mm-hmm. the on the video. You've seen yeah. what I've done with Paula this week. You know, Brett has taught me how to visualise what can I do over year one, year two, year three, year four. But be, the biggest thing what what, um, what people get mixed up with is you might have the potential to be a good athlete from day one to year four. But it's having you understand that well, you still gotta work hard, you still gotta put the hours in, you still gotta have the motivation, the dedication, the application, and all, all the above to get there. It's not it's not just gonna happen overnight. And that's when everyone else's opinion looking in mm. gets the better of the athlete, see, because they've gone from training. I mean, this is just a just an off-the-cuff example, right? But training, say, 10 hours. Their training from 10 hours has gone to, like, 15 or 20 hours. And then all of a sudden... Per week? Per week, yeah. And then all of a sudden, within six weeks or eight weeks, they're not really getting that much better. But they are improving. Now, the professional kind of way to look at that is, well their body's got to adapt to the accumulation of training first before it really starts to kick in. Uh An outsider that's got an opinion on, well, my, 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 my method that I use is better than that. You're training all these hours and you're going nowhere. What's the point? And that, that happens quite a lot, you know? So it's, and that's where other opinions come in and kind of like damage an athlete's mindset and it's yeah. it 's an ongoing process you are constantly fighting with athletes mind to keep them on the straight because it doesn 't take long for them to drift away so you 've got to got to try to prove that they can get the progression get the results so they can see the results see the progression. So you're constantly buying the time, all this, Mm. you know, your courage and perseverance, dedication, application, constantly. You're constantly, constantly always doing that Mm -hmm. with with the athlete. Um, Look, you know, some athletes just literally give in, some do, you know, and some will never, they never give it time, you know, and I've had, I've had a few. And I think that's
0: what's important for age groupers wanting to, have a go at triathlon you don't have a go at triathlon do you know what i mean you, you either do it or you don't
1: yeah
0: and i think a lot of age groupers need to realize that it's a slow burner mm. with triathlon it's yeah. not like one of these fad diets or one of these fantastic things that mm. gives you ripped muscles within 12 weeks or whatever like that because you need to sustain mm. it don't you so triathlon isn't like a quick fix
1: there's no quick fix no yeah, um
0: and I've heard, I've heard it quite a few times with people like you like you just said you know when it's coming to people that might after ten weeks be improving but not really improving that much
1: yeah
0: you know I've I've heard it time and time again where people speak within certain clubs and they're like well well you know we we've been with this fella and he, and he's got a, he's he's not like a minute off our time or mm. whatever within like six weeks yeah I mean like you know, your guy you're still knocking out the same times mm. but you know over six months or a year. You would have improved that athlete tenfold. Yeah. This other person, because this other person just been burnt out.
1: Exactly, and and the thing is, if if, I mean, I can only speak from my own experience in terms of what, what, and how we do it. But in triathlon, especially, if we try to talk broadly, you know, you you got a lot. If you if you are going to do if you if you are going to improve, you are going to have you are going to have accumulation in your body.
0: Yeah.
1: So then you are not going to be fresh. So you are not going to actually be producing PBs. But if that athlete, and it doesn't really matter what method. That they they're under because there will always be accumulation if that athlete is actually fresh and tapered they're going they 're going to produce a faster time okay. so a lot of age groupers that turn up especially on the camps um they're not got they 're fresh they 're fast if they if they are fresh and fast it 's because they've got no accumulation in their body so and that 's why you' got you, that's why sometimes that first stint does take take a long yeah, time you know yeah. um and for, for, for me for me for me it's literally about you need to you need to believe in the process It doesn't matter what method you, you're you with and what coach you're with if you believe in the coach mm. you just got to stick to your guns with that and, and just persevere give it a go give it a chance you know don't just kind of jump ship just because you know it's not working yeah. in, in five minutes you know
0: I think the other big opinion with um things around like most sports is nutrition isn't it yeah i think that's probably for me definitely a big bugbear because uh i think something came up today about nutrition you know people feel as soon as they start going into a new sport, i need to change my diet yeah they could have been eating really well already Mm -hmm. i need to change my diet i've got uh you know, I've got like a two-hour run I've got to do. So I'm going to load up on loads of stuff yeah. you know, before I go to the energy. You know, it's not normally what you would do, is it? And I love that some people's opinion on a lot of this. Actually, I, I remember the UK training day that we went on. I think yeah. there was a guy there who was a cyclist yeah. who had now started doing triathlon. And he asked you what brand of gels were the best ones to use because he was using gels to go out on his bike and he was upsetting his stomach. Yeah. because someone had told him that's what you need to do because you're doing triathlon you need to have gyms to do that Yeah. whereas from a cycling background he'd probably be munching calories all day wouldn't he to go yeah. out to do his eat massive bike eat yeah. anything it's energy yeah. Yeah. so why change You know the diet because someone else has just put an opinion in. I yeah. think that's like a really massive bugbear for me to be yeah. honest to listen to people talking about I know, think like
1: it's all about um you know, there's a lot of media out there that, that creates a lot of pressure for athletes. Triathlon, I believe it still is one of the biggest growing sports in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's getting bigger and bigger, you know, especially since 2012. So a lot of people are taking it up. You know, some, some people don't really know the, the whole history of, of, the, of the sport, which is, which is fantastic. But there's a new generation, a new wave, let's say, of, of athletes coming in or people participating in the sport and they lack the knowledge. So the first thing that they're they're doing is asking the next person or the next person or or getting the magazines. But then they're not educated uh, properly either because realistically, if you think outside the box, what works for you, it might not be a gel. Mm. But because so-and-so down the club has said, this is what works for them, you kind of miss out on the education that it's an individual sport, it's an individual thing. The magazine, magazine that you read,
0: he's
1: yeah. pushing gels and bars, and that might not actually work well with you. But because the magazine said Joe blogs down the club, said all of a sudden you're new to the sport, you're you're doing this, and then look, you know, the clubs nowadays, which is great. Don't get me wrong; they're getting they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, the participants are the numbers are just becoming colossal, but the education. Is thin on the ground to what what really works out there uh. in in the in the field really to be fair. I mean you, I mean as we picked up today, there's some weird and wonderful things that people actually have for nutrition. Vic, Victoria was one of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. she's an ultra um, athlete. She loves a ham sandwich. And um, it's 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 it, again, but that's a diverse thing anyway. Like the nutrition, I mean that. That for me could be a, one particular podcast, but again,
0: but I think the most, <coughs> most important thing with that is what works for the individual, isn't it? Yeah, you know, if if why would you dramatically change your diet because someone else has told you that's what you need to do because you're coming into this new mm. sport if it's not something you've been used to before? And most people that come into triathlon do have quite a large sport background anyway.
1: Most of the time, people that come into triathlon do have some kind of sporting background, yeah, and I think that because they're going into a new school, they think, I think they feel like under pressure, they need to do what all the triathletes do. And I think that's where triathlon gets completely lost for some people. Mm. Um, You know, like I think I said today, you carry over really what you do on a daily basis. You know, if if having avocado on a a long bike works for you, have it. If having a ham sandwich works for you on a long ride, have it.
0: Nicola Spirig actually done a whole race on Ferrero Rocher,
1: didn't she? That's correct yeah for Ironman Cosmo you know so yeah it is about thinking outside the box and it's about um, it's about being comfortable that that you might actually be using a nutrition kind of uh, system that actually looks really odd to everybody else but you're happy with it because it works for you
0: So I mean for as a coach, what 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 advice would you give to these athletes who get bombarded with all these different opinions? What's what's your honest opinion and advice that you would give to these people?
1: My my opinion is don't listen. I think you need to have. It's really difficult. I mean, this sport is in a bit, a bit of a difficult situation at the moment with stuff like that and stuff with it because there is so many opinions out there, you know. And, I, and I, look, we've all got opinions. I've got an opinion. You know, so I'm creating an opinion. You're creating an opinion. <clears throat> or you know, I just for the
0: record, mine's mine's correct.
1: <laughs> but it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Especially now you've started uh, your your half marathons, uh, and and soon to be preparing for your full marathon. Yeah. Um. But no, but you you will you will create an opinion at some you know uh, you know and, and and we all do. But my my advice is you've you got to, you got to think outside the box and you've got to basically put it into practice when you're training no, it's no good like I said today it's no good getting to race day and trying out Joe Bloggs' nutrition plan for race day that might not work for you um, you know look there is look, I don't want to you know I don't want to come across as if I'm criticising the magazines because the magazines have their place um, they give people that are coming into the sport that perhaps have not got the right people and the right amount of education around them. The magazines run little articles on nutrition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It gives you a guide at least. Yeah. But for me, don't be frightened to look, out, look outside the box with stuff and at least try it in your training, you know, but not a week leading into the race, not two weeks or three weeks. You've got to be practising it months before your race. To, to really kind of understand whether it works and whether it works for you
0: Well, right. Pez I just want to say thank god we're in the same country for once
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been great mate it's been fantastic we've yeah, had a good I, I
0: really I think stomp the pedal if you've never heard of them check them out yeah. I think they're a fantastic, they're, they're going to be doing some brilliant stuff in the future.
1: Yeah, I think they've got a bright future. They
0: really are, and they're, they're, the couple that own it, Tarsh and Travis, are just the best, you know, they are really fun people, they're great to jump on board with.
1: Fully with, energetic.
0: Literally, they bounce <laughs> off the walls,
1: you know, if yeah. Triathlon
0: doesn't knock her out, I don't know what will.
1: And. There's a lot of people in triathlon that know these two, and and they are just full of passion. Passion should yeah. be their their middle yeah. name, yeah. to be fair. Yeah.
0: And, and honestly, I've really enjoyed this camp. It's been an all women's camp as well, which is which is quite different to some stuff that I don't think I've done an all women's camp before. To be honest, for you.
1: No, no. This is the second like, a women's only camp that I've yeah. done, and and again the first one was, was successful, but this one has definitely gone up another level, and I, I do believe it's because of. Tash and, and Travis, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you, know, if you get the chance, check them out and see, yeah. and see what they do. And, uh, of course, you know, Perry, as always, uh, not just because he's my friend and a work colleague, I couldn't recommend anything that he does enough. You know, if you are looking for even just some uh, advice on anything, Perry's always on hand, you know, and, and he, he always takes time to answer everybody. We we send you some really bizarre messages. Sometimes. You do send me
1: you 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 and Hedy send me some really bizarre. Yeah, questions. I
0: say Hedy more than me. <laughs> to
1: be honest, uh, but I answer your questions very differently to I answer her. So that should actually and for those of you that um that kind of perhaps are interested in that, we have uh, a group WhatsApp. Yeah. So so we both we, we can see each other's messages. And my answers to yourself are very, very different. And that should basically give you an indication. how. Mine
0: are very direct. You're a direct. are a good couple of paragraphs.
1: <laughs> Hedy, Hedy needs a lot of explanation. You just basically need to be told and you're happy with that. And that just, again, you know, that, that, that just proves a different dynamic of what you both need.
0: Yeah. yeah. For sure well thanks so much Perry. yeah thank you mate it's been great and I'm sure the next one will be over the phone again (laughs) unless unless you come back to sunny Essex at some point well not
1: long not long you know um, 10th of May Mm -hmm. I'm looking to get back to the UK so oh good well thanks a lot
0: Perry thanks
1: again nice one